0: Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. My name is Mike Sinclair, and I'm Deputy Superintendent of School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine. And I just wanna welcome you here because we're gonna be kicking off a great series with all of the holidays coming up and the end of the semester if you're a school leader. There's just this mounting pressure to get everything done, to take care of your staff, to take care of your family, to meet all the obligations that the holiday season seems to bring. Well, the topic we're gonna to be getting into is mindfulness. I know that's kind of become a cliche right now, especially with all the social emotional learning and all the companies pushing out different uh, apps on your phone or different strategies that you can buy into. I just want to keep this simple. So we're going to talk about mindfulness as a whole. So some of the topics that we're going to be looking at are what are some breathing strategies? What are some ways to transition from the negative thoughts into being grounded in your physical environment? What are some healthy habits that you can have that can help you out? What are some attitude of gratitude strategies where you can focus on your gratitude instead of on those things that are causing you that stress and anxiety? So this will be about seven weeks. It'll take us to the holidays. When we come back from the holidays, we're going to kick off another series in January called Leading with Passion. And we've got some great interviews lined up there. So Uh, We'll put that off in the future. So over the next seven weeks or so up until the holidays, we're going to be talking about mindfulness and how to take care of yourself through stress and anxiety, especially as you face it as a leader. So I want to start a little bit uh, with some of my story. Um, I've shared different things from my career and my experiences. We've gone through these um, first few months of the podcast. Uh, Today's a little personal. Today is uh, an uh, an event in my life, um, a time period in my life that um, not very many people know. So it's kind of awkward sharing it in this platform, but I hope that it helps frame why this is such an important series. In 2015, um, as principal of Brazier Middle College Charter High School, we were successful and and we were meeting all of our benchmarks and our enrollments and all those great things. My wife had gone back to teaching, and she was doing great in her job, and my kids were all in school, and they were doing well, and it seemed like life was opened up, and things were going so smooth, and the start of that 2015-16 school year came around, and there were just a lot of things going on, and so a particular event changed my life, and let me tell you what happened. So I'm standing in the gym, I'm standing in front of a bleacher full of our freshmen to be more specific. The first day they had ever been on our campus as a group. And this is one of my favorite times of the year because you get to communicate the excitement, you get to set the expectations, you get to kick things off. And I love it, I was so energized. But I stood up in front of them and a dear friend of mine, my assistant principal, who's now the principal there, Ms. Trina Freeman was standing beside me and I went to welcome them and nothing came out. I could think of what I wanted to say, but it wouldn't come out. And and so I was able to struggle through that intro period. Um, But that was kind of it. Uh, Trina picked up on that and she segued in and she took care of it. But for about the next two weeks, I struggled for words. Now, if you're in leadership, and you build your career and your reputation around the ability to communicate to others, which is a key role of being a leader, but you can't talk, that's difficult. It becomes emotional, it becomes scary. So through a series of tests, and I won't go into all the details of that two weeks, which turned into about a month of going through it, CAT scans and neurologists and all of those things, finally, A neurologist put it this way. He said, Mike, your brain is almost like a Microsoft operating system. And right now your hourglass, if you remember the old hourglass, is just spinning. Your brain can't find the files it's trying to find. So you're gonna have to slow it down and you're gonna have to figure out how to sort out the parts of your life. You see, as a leader, you know as well as I do, you might sit in your office and you have five people come in back to back to back and their needs from you are not related at all. You have someone asking financial questions and then someone asking operational questions and then someone is a school leader asking me an instructional question or then a parent comes in with a concern or, and nothing is aligned. And then you go home and you've got a whole nother set of files And if you're not careful, your desk, your mental desk, is full of file folders. And you won't be able to find the actual file you're looking for if you can't be healthy in how you navigate all those things. You see, I had prided myself on being able to do so much. And what I found was when doing so much, it resulted in me ultimately doing so little, I couldn't even talk. I couldn't get words out. To this day, I still struggle with that and through um, some various interventions and uh, be honest with you, medications and strategies and surrounding myself with some people that know what's going on, they helped me finish sentences, which at one point was very frustrating for me. Today, it's necessary. I can actually see a word or know what I wanna say, but I just can't bring it out. So this has had a long-term effect. Here, here we are more than seven years later And it still is a recurring issue, all because I didn't take care of myself and now I'm trying to navigate it, I'm trying to cope with it. So I wanna give you some strategies. Like I said, over the next seven weeks, we're gonna talk about a lot of different things from from health to uh, what your attitude is to how do you settle yourself. And I'm gonna tell you, the first thing you have to do is you have to be able to recognize what thoughts and feelings you have. Let let me give you the definition of mindfulness uh, as found in uh, Webster's Dictionary. That's where I usually go for my definition, so here we are. I'm gonna read it from my computer screen so I get it just right. Mindfulness is the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened awareness. So you're not judging yourself, you are just have a heightened awareness of your thoughts, emotions, or experiences on a moment-to-moment basis. Thoughts, emotions, and experiences. You're aware of those on a moment-to-moment basis. So let me ask you, do you slow down? Are you self-aware enough to feel that anxiety, to know when that stress is coming, to know when you need to slow down just a minute or have some kind of an intervention for yourself? Well, if if you're not, if you you don't recognize those things, then then I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to be very aware of your surroundings. And if you become stressed or you get anxiety, develop that feeling and you didn't see it coming, then try to unpack that. Now, it took me months and I'm still refining that feeling and, and seeing it coming. But that's critical. It's critical in maintaining your stress, to maintaining that anxiety, to, to, to maintaining a healthy approach to your work. But, because you have to know as the leader, you're the core. And if the core doesn't hold, then everything on the outside collapses. So how do you maintain your health in the core? So let me give you a couple of strategies here that you can use. I'll, I'll give them to you today that you can use. And, and, and these are gonna be about breathing. When you feel the feeling of anxiety, for me, it's like I, I can feel it in my chest. It's almost like uh, it feels almost like I'm getting ready to go into a competition. Like I feel that, that butterfly we talk about, that, oh, that like everything's really speeding up on the inside. That's when I know I'm starting to get into um, this feeling of anxiety or the stress. So you need to know what that feeling is for you. So there's two different breathing approaches that I'll give to you. One is if I'm in the middle of a meeting or a situation where I can't slow down and take my time, you breathe in very quickly through your nose and out through your mouth. And you do that two or three times, depending what you know or what you need in that moment. So it's that release. And while you're doing that, you are thinking through the moment. You are grounding yourself in the moment. So you are releasing all of that tension. You're releasing that feeling of anxiety. That is if you don't have time. Now, if you have some time to step away, which is what I would really encourage you to do, go to your office, go walk around, do something where you're by yourself for a few minutes. There are two longer term breathing strategies. Take a little bit more time. One is called square breathing. Well, why is it called square breathing? Because it is four seconds by four seconds by four seconds by four seconds. You inhale for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds and you leave your lungs empty for four seconds, okay? So I won't take 12, 16 seconds actually to do all of that, but but you get my drift. You're gonna hold it in, you're gonna, you're gonna feel that, you're gonna be- become aware of what that feels like in your lungs, and then you exhale all of that out, and then you spend four seconds on the feeling, because you're grounding yourself in what is real, not what is perceived. Because remember, anxiety is really a product of what you are perceiving. It, it is not a tangible thing, it is a perception. So you're trying to go from your perception into your physical feeling. The other one is four by seven by eight breathing. So four by seven by eight, this is very similar, but it is a quick four second inhale through your nose. Then you hold it for seven seconds and then a slower exhale through your mouth for eight seconds. So it's that that rush, that attacking it, that 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 action of inhaling quickly through your nose and then it's slowing down, feeling that breath, slowing down with it for seven seconds. And then it's just the relaxing, slow eight-second exhale. So breathing is a great way for you to ground yourself in the moment, physically do something with your body so you're controlling it. Remember, anxiety is mental, but it's also a feeling of not being in control. It's a feeling of not being in control. So the breathing helps you stay in control. So think about that. If you don't have time, it's those quick inhales through your nose and exhale through your mouth. It's that forceful feeling. And then if you have time, then it's a square four by four by four by four breathing or four, seven, eight breathing. So I hope those strategies help you out. Uh, We're gonna share lots more over the next seven weeks. Uh, So I hope that you'll tune back in. We as leaders have to be able to support one another. We have to look for ways to help ourselves stay healthy and successful. So thanks for joining me in this episode and joining me along this journey of collective leadership. Take care of yourself and take care of those you lead. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Erskine Charters, we'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.